Hi, I'm Taylor, and welcome to the TD Nutrition Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode 23, all about candida. And if you think back to my very first podcast episode that I did 23 episodes ago, I talked about gut health and all the things that encompass gut health. And one of the things that makes up gut health is candida. And candida typically gets a negative reputation because it's often associated with something bad. So you're told that, oh, you have candida, you have candida overgrowth, and that's why you have all these symptoms and it's causing this. And really, candida is actually a type of beneficial fungus that lives in our digestive tract. We all have candida in our intestinal tracts, and it's beneficial, so it helps us to digest and absorb the food we eat. So we actually need it. And really, candida alone is typically harmless. It doesn't really cause any problems like we often think that it does. And candida overgrowth is, is more common in women. It's, it's more common for women to be told they have candida overgrowth than men. Um, some people can have really high levels of candida and never experience any symptoms from it. They are totally fine. Um, whereas some people have really high levels of candida and they feel very sick. So let's talk more about candida overgrowth and what causes it. Where candida becomes harmful is when it becomes overgrown and the levels are too high. But candida overgrowth doesn't happen randomly. So that's important to remember. Something is causing those levels to be really high. So there is a reason and it's typically due to Lyme disease, shingles, Epstein-Barr virus, herpes virus, strep bacteria, diabetes, or MS. So if you have one of those things, it's going to cause your candida levels to be really high. And I can speak from experience that that is the case because when I had Lyme, and even before I was officially diagnosed with Lyme, I had really high candida levels. And they were thinking that was the problem. That, oh, it's just because your candida is high. Like, that's why you feel sick. And I was like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't, you know, because what do you do for candida? They tell you to cut things out of your diet. But yeah, so... If you have high levels of candida, odds are it's from something else causing them to be high. So if you're told that you have candida overgrowth or that the levels are high, you most likely have one of the chronic illnesses that I just mentioned. And it's these illnesses that are actually causing the symptoms that you're feeling, not the candida. So a lot of times, you know, they'll say, oh, the candida will make you feel, you know, this way. But it's actually the chronic illness and not the candida. So you have a chronic illness and it causes the candida to go, to get higher. And another thing that contributes to candida overgrowth is if you have an illness that constantly requires you to be on antibiotics, like Lyme disease, uh, that will be the culprit as to why your candida levels are going up. So when I was diagnosed with Lyme and I started my antibiotics, every time I had lab work done to check my Lyme levels, I was also getting my candida levels checked because they were concerned that they were high. And they told me 
to cut these foods out. They told me to cut fruit out, which I learned is what you're not supposed to do. And I was following everything very diligently. I was, you know, being very strict. I wanted to get better. And every time I went and did labs, my candida levels kept going up every time, up and up. And my doctor was like, well, you know, how much fruit are you eating? And, you know, are you eating enough protein? And I'm like, I am following everything you are telling me. And the levels are still going up, which makes sense because I was on antibiotics. And the longer I was on antibiotics, the higher my candida was. So if you have an illness or you find yourself constantly getting infections where you need to keep getting back on antibiotics, that's going to be the culprit as to why your candida is high. And you're going to want to try to figure out a way to start minimizing your antibiotic use and maybe even stop it completely if you can. And like I've mentioned in other episodes, just a two-week round of a high-dose antibiotic ruins your gut balance for a year. It takes your digestive tract one year to repair itself from two weeks of antibiotics. So to put that into perspective for myself, I was on antibiotics for 10 months. So it's going to take me years to repair my gut health to be at the place that it was before I got sick with Lyme. And then if you have any sort of viral or bacterial infection and you take a candida test, it will be positive even though that's not the direct problem. So anytime your body is sick, candida rises. Candida testing is actually pretty inaccurate and inconclusive. You can test negative for candida, but it's wrong because every person should actually test positive. Because we, if you're a living, breathing human, you have candida, therefore you should test positive. Like no one should test negative for candida. But still, no matter how much candida you have, the candida is not what is causing you to feel sick. It's not what's causing your digestive issues. It's something else. So if you have high levels of candida, it's actually an indicator that something is wrong and that you should look into it. Like your body's trying to tell you like, hey, there's something wrong. You need to figure it out. So I had high levels of candida before I even knew I had Lyme. So that was like one of the signs my body was saying like, hey, you have a viral infection. You need to look into this. Anytime you get sick, whether it's severe or mild, or if you just have a fever, it causes candida levels to rise. Candida is not causing the illness or the fever. It's the other way around. And a lot of times there's different like health issues that we're told are caused by candida. Um, and it's not true. Again, it's the other way around. Um, so candida doesn't cause any of these issues. It doesn't cause UTIs. It doesn't cause Lyme disease, adrenal fatigue, arthritis, SIBO, eczema, or psoriasis. So if you know you have one of those and you're told that it's because of your candida levels, it's the opposite. And if you get blood work done and it says that you have candida in your bloodstream, don't be alarmed. It's not as serious as it sounds. All this means is that some bacterial or viral infection is in your body. And these infections cause candida levels to get to an extreme degree, which then shows up in your bloodstream. If you're told you have candida overgrowth, it's definitely worth considering what other illnesses that you could potentially have that's causing it. So you want to find what's causing this rapid growth. Candida is sometimes even said to cause leaky gut syndrome. And leaky gut is basically when the lining of the stomach gets tiny microscopic holes and then food particles leak out from the stomach and they get into our bloodstream 
which triggers an immune response because our white blood cells detect it as like, you know, a foreign object and thinks it's like an illness. So then it starts to attack it. And so you kind of get this response like it's autoimmune because it's really hard to detect this in labs. So it looks like your body's attacking itself, but it's really just attacking these little food particles that snuck out of your stomach. And this isn't caused by candida. Um, the true culprit of leaky gut is actually poor diet and consuming things like canola oil, which really thins the lining of the stomach and other industrial oils. And just by eating a lot of other toxic ingredients in our food that aren't good for us and cause a lot of inflammation, end up doing that to the stomach lining. Now I'm going to talk about treating candida. So with candida, you never need to directly treat the candida. You need to actually be treating the root cause of it. So once you take care of the root cause, then your candida will return to normal levels. So once I got off antibiotics and I started just eating more fruit and doing more like vitamin C IVs instead of doing the real prescription drug route for my Lyme disease, my candida levels went down super quick. Like it took them a while to get to a normal level, but they definitely started decreasing pretty immediately. So this leads me to talk about fruit. There's a huge misconception that fruit feeds candida. And oftentimes when someone is told that they have candida overgrowth, uh, they're told to avoid fruit. I was told to avoid fruit. Um, but candida does not feed on sugar, not on fruit sugar anyway. Candida does feed on processed sugar, but not fruit sugar. So fruit contain, contains naturally occurring sugar that's completely different than processed sugar. And I have a whole episode all about fruit that explains the difference more in depth if you want to learn more. Natural sugar from fruit it leaves the stomach in three to six minutes and it never even enters our intestinal tract. And that's because our bodies need fruit to function and the natural sugar in fruit gets absorbed super quickly and we use it for energy. So it again, the candida would live in the intestinal tract and it's never even going to go to that part of the body. So fruit really helps to keep candida in a normal range. But sugars that do in fact feed candida are table sugar, processed cane sugar, processed beet sugar, sugar from agave, um, but maple syrup and raw honey are the best. So maple syrup and raw honey won't feed candida and they're actually really healthy to consume. And then any sugar product made from corn, like high fructose corn syrup, also feeds candida. A question that I get asked a lot is if cane sugar, when it's listed like that in the ingredients, if that's okay to consume. And when it says cane sugar, it basically just means processed cane sugar. The only way that you would be able to have cane sugar unprocessed is if you were actually chewing on the sugar cane itself. That is its unprocessed form. So anytime you have like the granules of sugar that you're putting in food when you're baking or whatever, that is processed cane sugar. Another thing that people with high levels of candida are told to do is eat high fat and high protein diets and it will stop the candida from growing and this is also another misconception um, certain proteins are very inflammatory and they'll cause any bad bacteria or virus in your body to get worse which then worsens candida and then the thing that will result 
in the highest amount of candida growth is high fat intake. And this even includes plant-based fats like avocado, nuts, olive oil, and then also animal fats like butter, cheese, and meats. The best approach to take if you've been told that you have high candida levels is to improve your gut health so you have a good balance of all the necessary bacteria that should be there. So to do this, you'd want to lower your fat intake, so make sure it's not too high. Ideally, you would keep it to one meal per day, preferably at dinner time. And remember that high-protein diets are also high-fat diets because typically proteins always are accompanied by a fat. So say you eat meat and you eat chicken breast and you think there's you know not a lot of fat on that. There's definitely less than if you eat like chicken thighs or something like that, but there still is fat in that. Um, it's very hard to remove fat from animal meat. And then same with um, like plant-based options is that like pumpkin seeds, which are have protein, they're also a fat and nuts do have some protein, but they're also a fat. So by eating a high protein diet, you're inadvertently also eating a high fat diet. So that's just something to be mindful of uh, when you eat a lot of protein. You'll also want to avoid foods that feed bad pathogens, bacteria, and viruses. And these would be foods like eggs, gluten, dairy, processed oils, and other processed foods. And while avoiding those foods, you would want to make sure that you're eating plenty of fruits, leafy greens, and vegetables. The best thing that you can do for candida is to address the actual illness that's causing it. Um, but you can still do everything you can to improve your overall gut health. Um, and if you need more guidance on that, I do have a whole episode about gut health. It's episode one. Um, and then you would also want to consider adding in some of these supplements, which may also help with some of the underlying issues that are causing your candida to be high, like SIBO, sinus infections, strep throat, acid reflux, acne, yeast infections, and UTIs. So these supplements include celery juice, aloe vera, barley grass juice powder, chaga mushroom, ginger, olive leaf, oregano oil, spirulina, curcumin, vitamin B12, vitamin C, zinc, hibiscus, raw honey, rose hips, and thyme. That wraps up everything about candida, and hopefully you now have some clarification on things that can help get it to a normal level, and maybe even it will help you to figure out the root cause of your candida instead of just trying to treat the candida itself. And again, if you need more guidance and support, that's what I'm here for, and you can always schedule a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me just send me an email at tdnutritioncoaching at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening.